Well, you've tuned in to localjobnetwork.com radio and you're listening to the LJN Radio Quad, where our radio hosts gather to share our thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment related. I'm Jacqueline Peterson, and joining me in the quad today is Lynn Molitor. She's out in D.C. Lynn, thanks for joining us. Hi, everyone. Ashley Fitzgerald. Hello. And Laura McBain. Hi, everybody. So... We're, we're never one to disappoint our listeners out there. Once again, we have a plethora of topics ranging from uh, stress techniques to actual on-the-job things that we need to consider. And Lynn, I actually want to start off with you and, and a topic that you had brought up. Okay, so um, I actually was recently talking to someone who is taking a semester off from school in order to save money for tuition and because she doesn't want to have any debt after she graduates. And she was just saying as we were chatting that she really hopes that all of this work is worth it in the end. And, you know, I got to thinking and I'm like, I think many other people probably feel the same frustration. So I thought, you know, how would you respond to this question and uh, or this comment? And I uh, I responded to her that I do think it's worth it in the in the uh, long run. I know for me personally, I had to uh, put myself through college, and uh, I had part time jobs starting in high school as I was saving up, and I'm really happy with you know how my career has transpired but when I do look back when I was you know in high school and college it was a lot of work and it wasn't a lot of free time to do things so what do you guys think you know I actually know someone who did something very similar and she also thought that it had paid off well and I and I and I would say that you know I think it just depends on everyone's needs at that time uh, I know I, I like you Lynn worked part-time through college so I was taking a full load and I was going to to work with uh, with you know many responsibilities um, and for me it, it paid off in the sense that I actually don't have school loans and I was actually able to pay for them but I think every one situation is different and I think you have to do what's best for you but I can I can understand why she would want to do it this way in case she graduates and it might take a little bit, you know, a little bit of a a while for her to get a job. So I think that it's actually smart planning and it goes to show that she's thinking ahead. And I think an employer can appreciate that if, you know, they're looking at her resume and and going, well, Mm -hmm. you know, why did it take you a few years to graduate? Maybe longer than you should have. And and I think that that's good that she's showing that up. Oh, that was a good point. That I, better, I better follow back. It's good on the resume. It is good. It is good. I was a non-traditional student. I went back to school, not, of course, right out of high school, but after I started a family. And so I actually worked full-time during most of my college years. So I didn't always go full-time. Sometimes I took a full load of credit. Sometimes I just took part-time. So it does look like I took extra years to graduate, but um, I did manage to pay as I go, so to speak. And one of the responses that I did get that I still remember to this day, even though it was quite a few years ago, was one of my first interviews and I was offered a position there was due to the fact, not due only to that fact, but they did ask about the debt that I had incurred while in college. And I was able to tell them that I didn't incur any debt, and they were just quite impressed with that. So that is something that I think can be almost a selling point, the fact that, you know, you worked your way through, you made it, you got really good grades, and, you know, I think employers are impressed by those types of things. Yeah, I think it also comes down to, you know, the industry 
that this person is looking to get a job in. Because I feel like, you know, I, um, in looking at the economy right now, it may be a little bit tougher for this person to find a position when she graduates uh, from college. And so, you know, it might make sense to hold off and get that, you know, debt under paid for previous to graduating. Um, so, you know, it, depending on, like I said, the industry that she's looking to work for, I think it, it could really benefit her that she is taking a break, you know, may, maybe prolonging the uh, graduation time um, and, you know, waiting for that to happen. Myself, I need to be multitasking. I would, you know, worked as well through college and um, I don't think I could just look and focus on one thing. So, um, you know, for me, that that wasn't really an option. But for people that it is, I think it's definitely a, a way to go. Good. So hopefully we're able, Lynn, you'll be able to follow up with her on some of our thoughts. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And Jacqueline, you will appreciate this. She is actually going to MATC in Milwaukee for a nursing degree. Although she was Hmm. saying that she thinks um, the trend is more towards bachelor's degree so she's going to have to yeah. go to school longer she can talk to me i can i can give her some uh, some ideas <laughs> I, I know i thought to myself it's like you're talking to the wrong person you need to talk to jack <laughs> oh that's funny uh, well send her my way i'd be more than happy to help her <laughs> well switching gears here uh just a, a bit i do want to um talk about you know the differences between working um as an hourly employee versus a salary employee. And I'm not talking about, you know, let's get into the laws here of what the requirements are, but really for our listeners out there who maybe are in a job and they see themselves as a job and they might be salaried, um, you know, but they have that mentality of, you know, like I come in right at eight o'clock and I leave right at five and, you know, and I get my work done in those hours and then I go home. And I just really want to help our listeners, uh, you know, with the way that times are, and if you really want to grow your position, you ha- you might be salaried, but you have to think about what comes along with that. What's What are those additional responsibilities? So I wanted to take this opportunity for us to kind of reflect in our personal careers and help our listeners out there understand and know what is the difference between hourly and salary as far as what you're going to contribute to an organization when you are a salary. So does anyone have any thoughts right off the bat? I mean, I think um, I think it's a, it's definitely a tough thing, and just kind of thinking about it, I know um, some people that have worked on salary, and you're right. I mean, I think they're very just complacent with where they're at and not wanting to put in the additional efforts. And then I always look at it or question them. I'm like, well, how do you feel like you're going to get promoted at your position if you're just doing that standard, you know, eight to five, nine to five? Um, and working, you know, on your salary because you're just going to get paid that salary anyway. Um, so for me, I definitely feel like, you know, if you want to move forward and progress in your career, you really need to take a step back and realize, am I going above and beyond what I should be doing? And even though I am salary and I'm getting paid the same exact thing as the person sitting next to me, you just really need to show prove to yourself. So for me, I feel like it's more from a company growth standpoint and what you if you want to grow in the company, you have to put in those additional efforts. Okay, that's a good point. I think a lot of it has to do too with where you're working. I think there's usually like a standard that's been set depending on who the employer is. I've worked at a variety of places and I would say, and this is not meant to um, bash government or anything like that, but I would say by far when I worked in a government position, there was a lot less 
um, people that would stay later and get work done, even though they were, for the main part, salary. But I think, you know, every organization is a little bit different. Um, You know, definitely a lot of long hours when you're working in healthcare. And certainly there's, you know, long hours when you're, you know, we're working here. Obviously, you don't watch the clock. So I think the tone is really set by the employer as to, you know, what the expectations are and, you know, what you need to put into your job, as I think Ashley had mentioned, as to, you know, how far you want to go and what you want to get out of it. You know, I found this topic interesting, Jacqueline, because I know of someone who um, had been salaried and then recently got a position in an office setting, but they're actually hourly. And um, she really maintains the same viewpoint, though, that she had when she was salaried. And, you know, it's engaging with the the workplace, um, putting in extra time, although, again, that's where you kind of get into some of the rules and regulations. So she's kind of limited that way. Right. But um, she does, you know, try and give as much above and beyond and just engaging because the hope always is is that they could change the position to be salaried or she proves herself in this hourly um, role and her managers see potential in her that they'll um, you know put her in a salaried position so I think it's regardless of if you're salaried or hourly, um, I think a lot of it depends on what you put into the position and what you're demonstrating to your coworkers and your management. Okay, I like that because I think a lot of times job seekers, they don't think that far as, you know, the growth potential, Lynn, like you mentioned. Uh, Ashley, same with you with promotion-wise. Career advancement is what you're talking about. And and Laura, you're saying, you know, it depends on the company culture and what Mm -hmm. the standards are that they set and the examples that they set, too. Because if your manager is leaving, you know, coming in right at 8 and leaving right at 5, I don't know if that's going to send the right message. Right. (laughs) They're not going to be there to see you. Right. Exactly, exactly. So I just think that this is a good opportunity opportunity for those listeners out there right now who are salary and hold that mentality. Well, I, you know, I'm coming in right at, you know, I, my start time's eight o'clock, so I'm going to get in right at 7.55 and I'm, you know, watching the clock right at 4.59. And as soon as it shoots, and I know people like that. And I have to say that, you know, as a manager, it bothers me because I'm wondering, well, what are you? You're, you're, you're spending a lot of time on the front end watching the clock and on the back end watching the clock. And it's just, you know, it's, you've got to show to all of our points here that you're going to, if you want to grow with the organization, you've got to put forth the effort in it because you are salary it is going to require more time to get the job done and to show that you obviously want to be here. So hopefully you can take some ideas away from that. Um, but with that being said, Ashley, you want to switch it over Switch it over to you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, an article I found was really just kind of managing your work plate and kind of stress management strategies. Obviously, you know, we all, I'm sure, have a ton of different responsibilities and are pulled in multiple directions. And, you know, I thought it would just be kind of um, – you know, interesting, this article talks a little bit more about, from a a psychology standpoint, ways to recognize that you're getting stressed out. Because, you know, personally for me, I kind of just continue to take things on, take things on, because I love having multiple responsibilities and having different things to focus on and work on. And then, you know, then it comes crashing down at once. And so I think the good piece about this article was, you know, kind of talking about things to recognize realizing like, oh, am I not being myself at home? Maybe that's a key. Or um, one of the things in this article talked a little bit more about prioritizing and 
really, um, you know, one of the quotes I liked in here, it says, you know, someone once said, are you what you do the most? And that's where you need to decide what's most important in your role. And are you focusing on the key thing that you want to be focusing on and actually, you know, doing well in? So I just kind of wanted to grab your feedback, see if you had any additional um, thoughts on how you manage your stress or if some of these things actually related to you as far as um what you notice about yourself when you get to that point. <laughs> I, I'm sort of <laughs> chuckling here because when I read the article, I was like, oh, great. I'm, <laughs> I'm failing at all of these things. Right. That's why I thought it's good to talk about, right? <laughs> Learn from it. Um, I, I thought, yes, I'm clearly, I, I clearly have symptoms of stress, not necessarily managing them. But I will say something that has resonated with me, and it is something that I try to practice, is looking at all the variables that I'm trying to balance and giving something up. And that was something that the article had mentioned is as difficult as it might be, sometimes you just have to look in the mirror and give up. And Lynn, you had brought up earlier that I was going to MATC, and then I went to the University of Wisconsin to get a bachelor's in nursing, which is what is what I did. And I remember the first year when I was going to MATC, and I was still working, Um, And my sister had called me and I was like in tears and she was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I can't. I don't have time to sleep. I don't have time to work out. And I used to be like a fanatic working out. And I was like, I can't do it all. I can't go to school. I can't keep a 4.0 GPA. I can't work. I just can't do it all. And she's like, calm down, calm down. (laughs) And she said, and it it stuck with me ever since. She's like, you're going to have to give something up, Jacqueline. She said, you're going to have to give something up. You need to figure out which one is least important at this time in your life and give it up because you will drive yourself crazy. So I gave up working out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we all would do that. 40 pounds later. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I need to go to the gym now that I've graduated. Um, now I've created a bad habit because now I'm like so used to not working out and eating awful that it's bad. But I think that that's a good point because what it helped me do was focus mm-hmm. on what it was that I needed to get done. And that was being a good student and being a good employee and being a good wife. And I think for the most part, my marriage lasted. <laughs> We're great. <laughs> I was promoted in my current position. So that's great. And I had an amazing GPA. So those are all things that I'm proud of. Now that I've graduated, I do have to kind of look back at myself and figure out where is that me time going to come in um, and, and you know start spending more time at the gym and eating healthier. But I figure, you know, it's only been like six months. I'll just I'll give myself to the end of the year. Okay, it's, has, it's been longer than six months. It's been like eight months. As long as you're reflecting on that. Yeah, I know it's coming though. I got to get back in shape, but yes. As long as you're self-aware, right? I am. Sorry, I totally just made that all about myself. It, it was all about you, wasn't it? <laughs> I think one of the hardest things though, because I read this article, it was kind of resonated with me because I, I do have a little bit of stress right now. I think anytime you move, you have stress yes. or, or breathe or anything like that. Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, you know, and you can go through, I, I won't say how old I am, but I'm, I'm pretty old. <laughs> you you kind of get to the point where, you know, because my, my last daughter is off to college, so I'm pretty much alone right now, which is really, really nice. But you kind of realize that you've spent your whole entire life, you know, you worry about things, you're taking care of other people, and then you have to, you're going, oh, my gosh. Now that I may have some extra time coming up, what what am I going to do? But you're always the one that, 
you don't take care of yourself and you push all of your needs aside. And it's so easy, you know, for women, I think, especially to do that, that we just get conditioned to do it. So so now is, is a good time that, you know, and don't let six months or six years or anything go by before you put yourself first. But it's it's often the easiest choice to make, I think, is to put yourself last and take care of other people first. But we really need to do the opposite of that. Is there anything on the list that you actually practice? Not really. (laughs) 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 It's... It's yeah, it's all love thyself. What are you talking about? The third from the bottom. Love thy and enjoy yourself and love thyself. I think it's hard because if you don't have spare time, how do you find out what it is that you really enjoy? But now you're getting the spare time. Well, I will. So I'll I'll let you know how that goes. (laughs) She's gonna start quilting. You're gonna have to start quilting. I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna start a lot of things. (laughs) Good luck with that. I know thanks. (laughs) I think for for myself, I um I try and say no more. Um, unfortunately, I probably don't say no more enough at work, but it'll come out then in my personal life more so um, because I do find that I need that me time. I need that alone time, and I can tell when I don't have enough of it um, during my free time. Then I try and see, you know, each of my family and all of a sudden it's like a weekend, you know, a couple of short days is like all chewed up. And then I wanted to check my email and I didn't get to that. And it's 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. And, you know, the whole weekend, the fun of the weekend kind of disappears because I'm stressed out because I never finished my email. So (laughs) I'm try, I try and do, um, do I try not to overcommit myself uh, during my free time, and yeah. I do try and prioritize. I know one of the things that we've kind of joked about sometimes is we're working on some of our team projects at work. You know, we like put a hundred, a hundred and ten percent. We probably put into everything we do, and sometimes you just have to step back and think. You know. Am I going to win an award for this? You know, <laughs> you know, is 90% going to meet the mark? Is anyone going to know that I put in 110%? And it's really hard to balance that because we're very driven. We want to achieve 110, but you know, the math doesn't always compute that way, so you know, you just have to step back. I know like for me, I can tell when I'm getting the most stressed out is when I'm driving home from work and I don't remember like driving home because <laughs> my mind is just, you know, just moving a mile a minute. So then I'm always like, okay, you got to, you got to calm down here and get, because <laughs> obviously I always want to get home safely and I want to get back to work the next day safely as well. So. I can agree with you on that one, Lynn. Yeah, and you have a lot further to travel than I do. <laughs> so that's pretty scary then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you use any of these techniques, Ashley? Yeah, I think um, I, I that's the biggest thing that I struggle with. And I think for me, one of the things that I mostly took from this is to prioritize and notice your feelings. Because uh, like Lynn said, I think I don't really pay attention to it until it's that last second. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I've, you know, really been stressed out and I didn't even realize it because I've been so go, go, go. And so I think just kind of, you know, realizing when you are getting to that point and then prioritizing from there, what is it that really you need to be focusing on the most? Okay. All right. Well, hopefully some of our listeners will be able to take some of these strategies. Love thyself. Enjoy yourself. (laughs) Prioritize. (laughs) 
and quilt. <laughs> uh, all right, Laura, I'm going to pass it to you so you can close this out today. All right. I read an article that kind of jumped out at me. Stay-at-home dads will never become the norm. I think there's a new TV show coming up, or maybe it's already debuted, called Modern Dads. It's about a bunch of dads that are staying home with their kids. And even though they've had, you know, I guess the number of dads who are choosing to stay at home has oh, they said doubled in a decade. It's still pretty minuscule as opposed to the women that stay home. But, you know, one could also make the argument, too, that women have always had children and gone to work full time. So we've also, we've always been doing that dual role throughout history. Um, I think the days of the, you know, the leave it to beaver are, are over. I think they were very short lived because I think, you know, again, throughout history, women have always worked, too. So, um, but, you know, we're making different choices these days, and sometimes dads do stay at home, but sometimes moms stay at home, but sometimes, you know, we choose the whole daycare thing. So, um, and one of the tips that we often give our job seekers is that, you know, if you're taking a large break away, just make sure that you're staying in touch with, you know, professional organizations and, and current with your current field of work. But I didn't know if you guys had any tips or any thoughts on this subject as well. I think that's a good one, Laura, is especially depending on the industry that you're in. If you're in, you know, IT or, um, you know, stuff stuff where where technology moves fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to stay connected in your network and let your employer know or um, if you're taking, you know, if you're officially leaving the organization to let your future employer know that you did keep your skills uh, moving forward. I was reading an article the other day about an attorney who you know, quit her job and stayed at home and raised her kids for 17 years. And then she tried to go back into Mm. law, which one might think, okay, well, the law doesn't change that much, right? It's pretty stagnant. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's obviously new case law that comes out on a regular basis. But for the most part, I mean, you can kind of brush up on it. And she just was not considered um, appealing to her potential employers because she didn't keep her skills up. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was really hard for her to understand because she was thinking, well, I went to this school, I went to this great Ivy League, got my degree, and nobody wants to hire me. Well, bottom line is you didn't keep your skills up. Right. So I think that's a really important tip for anyone out mm-hmm. there. Stay connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought this was a, an interesting article because I think more and more people are going down this route. And um, I have to say a, a friend of mine is pregnant, and I had just learned that um, once they have their baby, that her husband's actually going to stay at home. And I have to say, I was kind of taken aback by that. <laughs> I was like, really? That's interesting. And what it comes down to is just salary versus mm-hmm. daycare. And it comes down to the fact that, you know, it's going to be more expensive to pay for daycare than what the spouse was making, you know, something right. in in those situations. And I think a lot of people are faced with that. And so it comes down to, you know, which spouse is making the most and is it enough to um, have somebody stay at home or not or, or to do the daycare thing. And so I think um, in those situations now, I think times are changing a little bit and where maybe it will become more normal that it is a dad that is staying at home. Does does he feel, how does he feel about it? Oh, he's excited. We, we kind of joke, though, because, <laughs> I, I mean, obviously it's stereotyping. We're like, oh, so they're just going to play video games all day instead of doing the grocery <laughs> shopping and stuff like that. But, you know, I think, um, like I said, I think that's a stereotype. And I think that's something that the dads will have to get used to and just saying, okay, well, that doesn't include you just, you know, hanging yeah. out at home Sitting watching the kids. Sitting around bonbons. Exactly. Around playing video you games. really have to do everything else, too. So it's just, it'll be interesting, I'm sure. <laughs> That's funny. 
I always find this interesting because um, I, I've mentioned in the past that I've had a number of girlfriends um, last couple of years where their husbands did stay at home. And I do know that they've struggled now as the kids are getting older with keeping their skills current. So to Jacqueline's point, it's like, yeah, you just need to stay current, whether it's um, volunteering at school, um, at, at a church, uh, you know, any kind of nonprofit organizations that you may be committed to. Um, but on the other hand, anyone who um, has a situation where either the the husband or the wife stay home with the kids, you know, that's a sacrifice too that I can appreciate. To to live on one income nowadays can be a challenge. Mm -hmm. um, and you're probably giving up something that a household that has two incomes um, can do. So, um, you know, I applaud anyone with whatever their situation is. And I think a couple weeks ago on a quad we talked about it. It's like just as long as the person feels comfortable with the decisions that they're making, um, then maybe that means that they're doing, th that they have it all. Whatever having it all means, it means something different to all of us. So I say go for it. No, oh, that's a good, that's, I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. you've got to figure out what works yeah. for mm -hmm. your family. Well, that's great. Well, there you guys have it. We hope that we were able to provide you with some tips about, you know, how to possibly turn your job into a career, how to handle your stress. Maybe you're going to have a stay-at-home husband soon and how to manage that transition. But if you would like to suggest topics for discussion on the LJN Radio Quad, do send us a message at LJN Radio at Local Job Network. For Lynn Molitor, Ashley Fitzgerald, and Lauren McBain, I'm Jacqueline Peterson, and thank you for listening.